Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast. Happy to have you listening to us make magic with our words. To help me make that magic is Cole Reha right beside me with Joe on the phone. You guys have anything new going on with you guys? Oh, not too much. What about you, Joe? No, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Uh, we have almost completed the team previews portion of this podcast. A couple more episodes. But uh, before we that, let's uh, go to on go to some news. Uh, MLB is back to uh, summer camp. Uh, a couple of their games are on TV before the new season. Uh, any of you guys watching that? Nope. I've been trying to keep tabs on it. I think it starts tonight, though, actually. Games yeah. do. I saw... Um, well, no, I think it started a couple... Well, like the... Ago. Not like the real games. I think real games start tonight. Real games start tonight? Yeah. Okay. So I've just been watching the summer camp ones and stuff mm. like that. Okay. That's weird. You can actually bet on those summer camp scrimmages stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It is crazy. You can I, bet on anything right now. Yeah. They're like, whatever's on TV, let's put it out to bet on it. 2K? Yeah. Bet on 2K? Yeah, you can Madden. bet on Madden's dreams. I do I do that. You bet on Joe? Yeah. Bet on me what? I don't know. What do you, do, what do you like doing? I don't know. You tell me. Maybe our Twitter thing should put out, like, like... A betting thing is that do you think like a poll could do that like bet yes or something like that like what's joe gonna say crazy next nobody can <laughs> predict that yeah it'd be a hard one all right but uh yeah i haven't watched i'm not a big baseball person um i might get into it with it starting up now i don't mind it i've kind of always been into it but I always watch the playoffs. Yeah, the last couple of years I've watched more games than. It's a lot better now that it's sixty games, though. It's not such a long. Yeah, what do they play? Like hundred. Usually play one hundred and sixty, don't they? One hundred sixty-two. Yeah. I don't understand how they do that. Like the players, it's so many games. They probably just keep it so like stats are consistent with history. Yeah. Uh, also, NBA scrimmages have started with the regular season starting uh, next Thursday. Uh, with Utah Jazz versus Pelicans and Lakers versus Clippers on Thursday night, and then a slate of games on Friday. Uh, Rehal, what do you think about the NBA restarting up in the bubble down in Orlando? Uh, at first, I was like, oh, they should just wait, you know, mm-hmm. not play the season. But I'm kind of excited now just because it's something to watch. Finally. I would I would have been pissed if they wouldn't have done the season. Lakers were number yeah. one seed. Well, and it's going to be interesting because, like, we've never seen anything like this, and we never will again. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool just to see how it all pans out and whatnot. Yeah, and Twitter says, like, put an asterisk by, like, the champions. Like, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was fucking harder. They took three months off, mm-hmm. four months off, and now they're yeah. expected to come back and uh, win a championship. Yeah, how long is that going to last, have they said? Uh, so, by the time it's, like, August 15th, the uh, eight regular season game... No, that doesn't sound right. Eight regular season games should be done. Then they can do the draft lottery. Yeah, the um, draft. Have they decided when they're going to do the draft? I think it's in, like, November. August. It can't be in August, because the teams will still be playing. I think the lottery's in August. I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. But then, yeah, um... Sometime in November. When well, like, they start next season in late October, usually. Well, let's see. Well, here. they'll start uh, the new season in the NBA January. Draft will start oh, really? Will happen on the 16th of October. 
16th of October, okay. And the last day of the NBA Finals is the 13th. 13th of October? Yep. Oh, okay, so yeah, and then they have two months of off season until, well, two and a half before January start season. So yeah, that's... That's nuts, but uh, if you guys had to pick, what's your finals matchup that you think is going to happen, Joe? Well, don't put me on the spot like that. All right, Reha? Um, so it's by conferences, right? Yep. Okay, so Wes, Lakers probably, maybe Clippers, one of them two. Yeah. Clippers are deep, which Lakers are too, but... They have, like, two sex men on their roster. For sure. Averaging over 18 a game mm-hmm. on the bench. That's crazy. And uh, Eastern Paul Conference. Joe, Paul George looked good in uh, the scrimmages, so yeah, that's terrifying, too. But Eastern Conference, I really don't know. I kind of want the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I like them. I like how they're playing. I also think it would be cool if the Raptors somehow – Pulled off and go back. They played well. Yeah, I said, uh, or I was thinking Raptors and, or yeah, Raptors and Lakers because Raptors have been down there the longest, and obviously they're coming off a chip. But then Lakers are just—they seem like the team of destiny. Okay. Mm, I don't know. Okay, Jacob. Yeah. Lakers fan. <laughs> Laker biased. All right, Joe. I'm gonna go with the Clippers and the Bucks. Let's I think Giannis is going to go on a tear when he comes back. Big season for him. Your big playoffs. Yeah. Big playoffs. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to do. Or, uh, what, what, how did he do last year in the playoffs? Giannis? Yeah. They got, uh, they got, I thought he got flustered, didn't he, last year? Kind of. Well, I think they got to the Eastern Conference Finals with ease, and then, I mean, Kawhi was there. Yeah. So, I mean. Who guard did... Um, What's his name? Guard him? Siakam. Siakam? Maybe him or Kawhi, or they switched on and yeah. off, and that'd be frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, but now I think he has a better cast around him, or they've gelled well. Yeah. No, but I'm interested to see how this whole bubble deal plays out. It yeah, it's cool to watch. Did you see their fake crowd stuff? Yeah, I did see that. I saw someone missed a free throw, and they had Yay. shit going off. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Alright, also news UFC still doing UFC still doing their fight island. Uh shout out on Twitter, Baby Yoda Bets. Been giving me all the lines and stuff like that. Uh Yuda Man, if you uh like betting on the UFC, give him a shout out, follow him and uh ask him for some advice. But uh you guys been watching any UFC? No, I wish I would. I've just had a lot going on. I'm busy. Yeah. No, I, I haven't been either. I've been, I've got stuff to do. Been joking around, joking yeah. around. Uh, I doubt you guys watch it uh, Saturday either with River Rock is coming. No, I might actually. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. We'll, I don't we'll know. see how the evening goes. That's yeah. We'll see. Also, big NFL news. We'll get to NFL now. NFL news. The Washington Redskins are no longer. The Washington football team is now here. Yeah, what's their name, Jacob? Washington football team. I kind of like yeah, it. Get there, the football team in Washington. They're just, it's straight to the point. Now, what's their name? It's like, uh, hey, it's straight to the point. Yeah. 
they literally made it so there's no controversy at all. No. But I think they're going to have a name next yeah. year. But. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it took them a week to, like, release this. Like, they're like, Redskins, we're, not, we're done with the Redskins. Let's take a week, try and find a name. And they're like, big announcement, Washington football team. It's like, who, who's in charge of that? Why couldn't they, like, change, like, D.C. something? I think that'd be way cooler in Washington. Yeah, they should have bought the UFC uh, or XFL uh, thing and DC Defenders. Yeah, a lot of people wanted Washington Red Wolves. I saw like, that. What the fuck's a Red Wolf? Like, why? That'd be dumb. Yeah, but red, I, I saw a tweet and it showed. What like are the that. colors gonna be? A fucking yellow and red wolf. Yeah, and yeah. it looked sweet. I looked at it's it. Just it looked cheesy. I think. I don't know. Uh, Dwayne Haskins wanted red tails, a fish. Oh, really? Uh, That's my guess. I'm pretty sure. I would have died if they had a fish as a logo. (laughs) Is there any team that has, like, a straight-up fish? Not like a shark or a marlin or whatever, but, like, just a normal-ass fish for a team name? Dolphins. Oh, they're a mammal. That's a pretty pretty cool... They're they're also mammals. Yeah. yeah. What if it was whale, Joe? Would you approve that? A whale? Killer whales. Washington whales. That's pretty lame. Killer whales? There we go. Now we're talking. Shamu. That's a mascot. You can bring Shamu out like a... You know, get a tank out there, Shamu. I'm sure a lot of... Yeah, I don't think that'll go well. Well, Yeah, then more fucking activists come and they're like, you're abusing the animals. Didn't they do that in uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Yeah, when uh, they lost the ring in the tank or whatever. Yeah. Something... All right, you guys have any other more uh, sports news, or we can get to the team previews? Um. Well. You got anything, Joe? No, you got anything, Riley? Um, we're good. All right, All right, we're good. All right, first team up to bat: Pittsburgh Steelers, eight and eight last last year. AFC North coach Mike Tomlin. Uh, this team almost made the playoffs. Without Big Ben for 14 games, with Mason Rudolph, who got his head taken off, and uh, Duck Hodges, uh, what's the ceiling for this team with Big Ben, Reha? Well, that's a tough division. I mean, yeah, it really is. Ravens, Browns, even the Bengals could take some of those games, yeah. I think. This is the team that has the old quarterback versus up-and-coming ones. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Steelers' defense is too good for them to lose, you know, but mm-hmm. I think they could make the playoffs. I also could see him going like 8-8 eight and eight again. Yeah. I think it all depends on how Big Ben plays. Stays healthy. Yeah, and he had a Tommy John surgery, I believe. Yeah. So, I don't, I've never heard of a quarterback getting that surgery. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that. And but I have he heard he back. looks like thin-er, not thin, just thinner. Just a little husky, not. Yeah, gotta love it. Uh, but speaking to uh, what you said with the defense, uh, there's a lot of playmakers: Mika Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Stephon to it. Joe, what what do you think of this defense? Are they complete? Uh, and they well, have I don't a, get the rookie Devin. Bush. Yeah, Devin Bush at middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a playmaker at 
all levels. Um, yeah, I it, mean... Is this like, a full defense? Do they need to add any more pieces? Well, I, I don't know if you need to add any more at this point. Like like this, like you said, they have playmakers at all three levels, and uh, I think they're, they have enough decent players to complement on all three levels. And they're going to be a step defense, you know, and uh, it's... They're, they're going to be strong. I don't think they need to add anything more. I think they need to learn to work well together and learn their roles, like, say, uh, you know, see how each other plays well and uh, try and move together as a group and elevate everybody they have instead of trying to find somebody new to just toss in there. I like it. Yeah, that is a good point. Because Fitzpatrick, he uh, – when did he get traded there last year? Week four. Week... And he came in and made an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how, like, he plays with – the full year, you know, with the team and yeah. off season. Well, what? Because he obviously you consider the off season this year with the COVID, but yeah, he obviously earned respect and yeah. he was a top candidate for defensive player of the year. I know he's an elite player. I think. He'll I mean, they had defense. two top candidates for defensive player of the year. Yeah, you see their Madden ratings. Yeah, Watt that was so stupid. How did TJ Watt was number two in defensive player of the year, and he got an eighty six. Yeah. Dumb. Fitzpatrick didn't even get a 90, I don't think. No. Yeah, and then uh, I think Cam Hayward was pissed. Um, but I think he's pissed about everything if he's not a 99. Yeah. I've seen him put out some Twitter stuff. Uh, let's go to the offseason moves. Uh, they lost Ramon Foster, their uh, left guard. From, uh, he retired. Then Javon Hargrave, D-tackle left, and Mark Barron, uh, linebacker. Uh, they draft uh, Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. wide receiver from uh, Notre Dame. Yep. And Big addi- body and athletic. And additions, they added uh, Eric Ebron and added TJ Watts' brother, Derek Watts, uh, the best uh, fullback in the league. No, no, no. <laughs> I can name five fullbacks there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably number one's uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Yep, for sure. Debatable. I don't think it is. You know, he gets the way he plays in that. We'll get to them later today. Yeah, he gets. I don't think he's bad too. by any means, but I'm just saying he's maybe number two. <laughs> uh, what do you think of that uh, off season, Rhea? Um, I don't know. I think it was an average off season. I like drafting Claypool because they need receivers. Mm-hmm. Um. Trying to think. Oh, they have some young ones too. James yeah. Washington, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay really Johnson looked really good. I thought last year. James Washington, I'm still on the fence about him. I can mm-hmm. see him being a bust. He but... showed high and low. Yeah, but he's young still, so I mean, he still has potential. They thought like the um, expectation for him playing with uh, Mason Rudolph, where they both went to the same college, probably overrated because Mason Rudolph sucked. Yeah, not a fan of Mason Rudolph. No. He's overhyped. But um, Ebron, I like the signing, but I still don't know. So he had one good year, and that was his first year with the Colts when Andrew Luck was playing. He had 13 touchdowns. Yeah. But then when Luck obviously retired and whatnot, he did not have that good of a year, which Brissett was playing quarterback, not as good as Andrew Luck. And he had highs and lows too. But Yeah. But then you look back in Detroit with Stafford, one he was group. never consistent either. Yeah, so I'm like on the fence about him too. Like I don't know if he'll maybe new, exciting maybe new team. You yeah. draft him fantasy and it's a steal. Yeah, Big Ben get him the ball. Yeah, I just don't know who's gonna win the job, uh, Vance McDonald or Eric Ebron. 
I feel like they'll use Ebron. Like, the Colts used Ebron, like, in special packages. Because mm-hmm. Jack Doyle was their main tight end. Probably but Ebron not. would come in and, like, he'd run run out of the slot. They'd split him out. or Yeah. Because he's not much of a blocker, Ebron isn't. No. But he's an athletic, big-bodied guy. Vertical threat. If you use him right, I think he'll give you, a, shit, 13 touchdowns. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Andrew Luck knows how to That one year when uh, he had Jack Doyle... Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen, mm-hmm. and they all produced like constantly. Kobe Fleener, I'm so disappointed in him. I he was I, supposed to be so good. I him. drafted him in fantasy uh, when he went to the Saints. Thought he was gonna have a big year. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but Joe, uh, James Conner is the uh, running back, and kind of people have been uh, speculating whether. This is a contract year, whether he's going to be there or not. And with uh, productive running backs behind him, like Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell, uh, what do you think the future is for James Conner? Well, you know, it's an interesting year every time you have a contract, you know, coming up, deadline or uh, extension maybe, you know. But uh, to see how he plays, they, they may not. If they, They're probably going to explore their options there down the depth chart and uh, see how those other guys can play. And if they, uh, if he asks for too much money, and they think they can get by with uh, just those guys, you know, they're number two and three guys, then he's probably going to be gone. He'll probably make a decent payday somewhere. But if you know, if he doesn't do too hot, then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pay a running back, especially one with his injury history and stuff like that. And that's truth. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I kind of hope he stays in Pittsburgh because he went to Pitt. Yeah, um, he's got a cool story. Boy. He has a very cool story. I'm rooting yeah, for him. I'm too. Um, anything you guys want to add to Steelers, or do you guys want to get right to uh, uh, what their record's going to be? How do you think Big Ben will play this year? I think Jacob. I think he's going to do really well. No, I, think I disagree. And I think uh, Juju's going to have a career year. Yeah, I think Juju is very good. I think he's just had a. Well, last year, obviously, playing Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. Yeah. Right. We forgot to mention Juju when we're talking about receivers. I can't believe that. It slipped my mind. Well, I mean, like, he's obviously yeah. the number one, and then they, I mean, Clace, or Chase Claypool wasn't drafted to replace him. Well. Yeah, I like we're just it. diving so deep on this team, man. We, we don't even need to talk about the first drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Dissecting it. Um. But, uh, Joe, what do you think uh, the Steelers' record's going to be? I'm going to go with the 8-8. Uh, Big Ben does not have a very good year, and they miss the playoffs, and he probably retires. All right. Wow. That was Before a... he comes back for another year, and we'll, we'll save that for the bull predictions. I like it. All right, Reha. I'm going to piggyback off Joe. I'm going to say 8-8 eight eight as well. It could be higher, it could be lower, but I think – that division's probably too tough for them. Yeah. I mean, they might get third in that division. Yeah. Ravens and Browns. I think they probably. Well, I still think that defense would beat Baker, even if Baker. Yeah, but shows. I don't know. I think I'm the Browns will do something. I don't know. Split games with the Browns. I yeah, I agree with that. It's 50-50 between them two. All right, I'm gonna go ten and six. Ten and, and six. Wow. Yeah. Uh, save that for your bold prediction. <laughs> uh, actually, my safe bet is 
Well, well, I, I, I won't say it now, uh, but I will go first on the safe bets and bold predictions because I already have them written down. So you so guys. Do I. Ooh. I know. I just let it fly. <laughs> I regret it in the morning. I let everything fly in this podcast. I'm not. I love it. I wrote down some notes. I'm not going to say what I wrote down, but. Oh yep, I do remember. <laughs> yeah, try it's one note. A couple weeks ago. We're lucky we didn't have. Uh, I thought about asking uh, Bob Bolton on the podcast to talk about the Steelers. You should call Look, him right now. I would have loved that. Yes. Uh, maybe at the end, see if he has anything to add. Uh, all right, so let's get to the San Francisco 49ers. Three and three last year with uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan, and uh, runners up basically in the NFL. Um, can Kyle Shanahan get this team back to the Super Bowl. Uh, they were only a couple plays away from winning it, which I think so, like, people forget about it because it was a close game, but, like, people like Pat Mahomes the best. I mean, it was a couple plays. If uh, Jimmy connects with Emmanuel Sanders on one of those uh, deep throws, it's a different... When that fucking pass interference call on Kittle. Mm-hmm, yeah. That was late in the game, wasn't it? Yeah. He had that long catch, and they said he pushed off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a couple plays away from actually winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe, do you think Kyle Shanahan can get this team back? I mean, it's a young core. Uh, I don't know. It's very hard to go back to going uh, to the Super Bowl. Back to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I, I don't think so. You know, I think last year was kind of their uh, shining moment. And like you said, they came real close, and they had a heck of a season. But I, I don't see him coming back. It's a tough NFC. Um, I just don't see him getting all the way to the Super Bowl. They'll probably make a good playoff run, don't get me wrong. But uh, I, I, I can't see him making it all the way back. It's not a knock on Shanahan or uh, Jimmy or Mustard or, you know, whatever. But I think that the NFC, there's a few teams in the NFC that they should be worried about that I think are going to, they're going to, you know, handle them. Okay, uh, when you say they're not going back, is that just for next season or while... Uh... Well, right right now for next season. Okay. Uh, you know, going forward, like you said, they do have a young core. So if they can keep that together, you know, they develop them a little bit and get a little stronger and faster, you know, work, you get the playbook going, then they could eventually down the road. But uh, next season, I don't see it. Okay. Um, Reha. Uh, Brady wanted to go to uh, San Francisco, uh, but they chose Jimmy G instead. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, San Francisco was Tom Brady's top destination point. Uh, did San Francisco do the right thing with sticking with Jimmy? Yes. Explain. So they're paying Jimmy pretty team-friendly deal right now. There's the, like? the quarterback market. I'm not sure what it is, but it's cheaper than what – he would probably sign for now. Yeah. And, I mean, I think he's a good player, and they really didn't have to utilize him last year because their run game was so good. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan's such a good offensive mind. So are you saying Jimmy G hasn't cracked his potential yet? No, I don't think he has. All right. And I think with, um, you know, the receivers, who was the rookie they had last year showed some. Debo Samuel. Yeah. I think he'll take a step in the right direction, and they drafted uh, – Brandon Ayuk from yep. Arizona State in the first round. I think he'll be a good playmaker for him. Yeah. Obviously, Kittle, that run game. Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, Kyle Juszczyk, well, the best fullback in the league. Yeah. He's a very good fullback, second best <laughs> in the league probably. 
But uh, if I'm, you know, I'm going to take over here just a sec. I don't, I don't think that signing Brady would have made, been a very good call for him. Like Cole said, the contract is much better with Jimmy G. And really, Tom isn't. I mean, he's better than Jimmy G is, yeah. But they both have very similar play styles, and I don't think that uh, the difference there, like the uh, the offensive difference that Tom's going to make, would be, you know, much more than what for, yeah. spending however much money they're going to have to. Because their offense isn't really a quarterback heavy offense. You know, Jimmy's not going to be thrown for five thousand or fifty touchdowns. You know, whatever. And Tom's not going to either. So it's it's not really. I don't see it as a loss there. No. Well, plus with Tom, he has what two years probably left. Yeah. I mean, you're when he retires, what are you going to do then? Because you can't yeah. pay them both. Yeah. Then you're going to have to go find another young guy. Jimmy's still fairly young. I mean, he's still got his best years ahead of him. Yeah. There's no point in sidelining him right now. Right? No, especially yeah, right. getting the team to the Super for two Bowl. Two years of you know. No, I agree completely. Slightly better quarterback. All right. Uh, let's go to off-season moves. Uh, they lose Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. Joe Staley retires. Uh, DeForest Buckner traded, and then Matt Breida also traded. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some big losses, but uh, with additions of Trent Williams, uh, offensive tackle from the Redskins, who's a top left tackle. Yeah. You mean the Washington football team? Washington football team. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, he's arguably the best in the league. I mean, he sat out last year, so he couldn't really... But before that, he was... He's he's a beast. Yeah. Uh, And they also added Travis Benjamin. Uh, Dynamic player. Yeah. Good uh, uh, utility player. Can return. Yeah. Well, they traded Buckner, and they drafted Javon Kinlaw. Yep, Kinlaw uh, kind of just replaces Buckner and then Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. all in the or both in the first round. So I, I mean, they're gonna have to pay Buckner, and they probably didn't want to because they got to pay Kittle. They'll probably have to pay uh, Fred Warner. Yep, they had to uh, pay Eric Armstead. Yep. Uh, this offseason, so they kind of chose him over Buckner. Plus, when you have Armstead and Bosa on your D line already, mm-hmm. I mean, it hurts losing Buckner because he's a very good player, but. If you can draft someone just to plug into his spot, I mean, there's no point in paying him. Well, yeah, and they now they have Kinlaw. They still have Solomon Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have D Ford coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's still the probably the best defensive line in the NFL. I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bosa and D Ford coming off the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, Joe, how would you rank that uh, off season? The off season, I you know I, I'd give it a, a B. B. Like you said, they lost some very key, you know, they lost some good players, both retirement and free uh, agency. But they also signed, obviously, you know some some very good uh, pieces. They're the best offensive tackle in the league, like you said. So you can't you know knock them too hard for uh, losing a great offensive lineman and then gaining one back. But I don't see them making anything they, they didn't make any crazy you know mind-blowing world-shattering moves but you know they did they did all right okay uh one need i did have for this team uh is basically just uh replicate um i mean do things differently but uh with that's it's such a young core and players who have like never been to the super bowl before it could like 
become something that they go into the season with a slump. Uh, look at the Rams a couple years ago. Uh, Panthers did it when they lost to the Broncos. Uh, stuff like that where they go into a slump. So yeah, uh, I, I'd like to compare them. Sorry to cut you off. I'd like to compare them to the Seahawks though. That year they went a couple years in a row for strong <laughs> defense. Yeah, I could see it going like that, but and their defense kind of dissolves. Yeah, and... something along those lines. I mean, yeah, Kittle's gonna get a most tight end paid highest count. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then that I mean. You got to make cuts to that good of a defense. Yeah. Well, they're they're going to have to pay McGlinchey in a couple years. Year two. Oh yeah. He's really good. Yeah, their O line's nothing to scoff at. No. They've done it right with the running backs, though. I mean, paying them fairly cheap. Yeah, the only one I would say is uh oh shoot, the one that came from McKinnon. Oh, yeah. Did they release him? Yeah, I think so. Smart call. And then they got rid of Matt Breida, so that one that was so stacked at uh, running backs now down to basically two. Yeah. Which I think they made the right calls, the two they kept. Oh, yeah. McKinnon needed cut bad. Yeah. I felt, I kind of feel bad for him because he had a lot of potential and he had those knee injuries. Yeah. He, I mean, ACL and then I can't I think remember he did it what again. last year. Oh, there was, was a heel or something like that. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, what would you guys say is the record for the San Francisco team? I'm going to go... They were 13-3 last year. I'm going to go 12 wins this year. All right, 12-4. Another tough division. Uh, I also had 12-4. and four. Joe, do you have anything? Uh, hold on, let me just do some math here real quick. Uh, let's see here. Well, there's one. There's an easy two, three, four, five, six, seven. Jesus. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at thirteen again. Oh, okay, thirteen three. I thought yeah. he was counting losses. No, I'm not counting losses. It's like Jesus. I'm he's really predicting us. Running through the schedule right now, they got the Cardinals, Jets, Giants. The first three games right out of the gate. That's Whoa. three easy wins. Yeah. Okay. Then the Eagles, Dolphins, Rams. Probably go two and one, beat the Dolphins and split one with the Eagles or Rams, whichever. They'll beat the Patriots. They're gonna split one and one with the Seahawks. Packers, Saints, I think they'll probably lose both those games. Split them with the Rams, lose the Bills, beat the Redskins or the Washington football team. Yeah. You know? I I don't know if they lose to the Packers the way they just fucking destroyed them last year. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a streak this year. He's yeah. looking for redemption. I also heard Aaron Jones has quite a bit of disrespect on his shoulders that he's playing an Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard an interview with him. He's he's pissed. Yeah. All right. I also have a I, – I am agreeing with Reha, 12-4. and four. Probably still win the division, but uh, you know what's weird? That, uh, it seemed like – they were they had such a good regular season, but they were one game away from the Seahawks winning that division. Yeah. And then if Seahawks, I mean, who was it? Jacob Hollister or one of their tight ends, one yard away from winning that game, then uh, Saints would have gotten like the number one seed, and they wouldn't have been bounced first round. I mean, it could have gone completely differently. Yeah. One yard. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we will get back to our final two teams. All right, and we're back with the Seattle Seahawks. 12-4 uh, last season, Coach Pete Carroll. Um, Patrick Mahomes just got paid uh, for being the face of the league, but how good would the Seahawks be if uh, Pete allowed Wilson to, like, throw more and, like, be more diverse offense, Reha? I mean, I think they utilize him well right now. With just, like, play actions, uh, yeah. throwing when they – I mean, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in NFL history, and I'm just thinking, like, he probably throws average 29, 28 passes a game mm -hmm. when you got someone as inefficient as Jameis Winston throwing 45 times a game. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's the way they want it? or Because I also know that uh, Russell Wilson came out and said, I wish this was more, like, of a passing team. No, I think right now they have the – perfect formula going. I mean, they've been consistent and had success for the last six, seven years. Yeah. Probably. And, I mean, they're keeping Wilson healthy, too. Yeah, that's he's true. Not, he's very athletic, but you don't see him, like... Run. Yeah. They don't do uh, read options very often. No. I think they're doing it right. I think they should keep doing it that way. But I do agree. I think Wilson could put up some crazy numbers if they let him just cut loose. You know, but... But what you're saying sounds like they're going for more of a uh, long-term thing, mm -hmm. and which I I would too if I had Russell Wilson still in his probably mid – no, probably beginning of his prime, stuff like that. But also, like, if you're going to – there's a difference between just going for um, middle of the pack and then going for that Super Bowl. And uh, maybe they just haven't – they haven't wanted to since they haven't had, like, the right ingredients. Maybe Metcalf pushes, pushes that with Tyler Lockett and stuff like that. Uh, they just got Philip Dorsett. Maybe they're going to throw it downfield more often. They just got Greg Olson. Yeah. I mean, they could, but, like, also when you start doing stuff like that, you take more risk. I mean, he could throw a lot more picks. His efficiency can go way down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think right now they're consistent and they're happy with that. But I know what you're saying. And if they go off to a fast start, maybe that pushes them to be more aggressive yeah. or uh, make moves. And mm -hmm. okay. Um, also, one Hold of the on big. Real quick here. I, 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 I think uh, Rio's right on that one. I think they got a pretty solid play in there. Russell was. I mean, he's not. Like you said, he's going. They're going for more of a long term. They're trying to keep him healthy, but he does. You know, he's very effective, and he does his best when he's escaping the pocket. You know, improvising there. And that's not always that's not the plan, but they just know that if the play collapses, Russell Wilson is going to be able to find a way to turn it around and maybe make a gain out of it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to try and make him be a running quarterback. I mean, he's not a young quarterback anymore. Like you see, like RG three came in the league and he was a running quarterback. He's gone. Like you said, he's staying healthy, and they're keeping him more for a long term deal. I don't think they want him to be running the ball more often, throwing the ball more often. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, I but really. I think he's his best when he's just improvising. Really, I don't want him to run more often. I just want him to get know, more pass attempts. Yeah. Um, but that is a good point. Uh, one of the also big things about the Seahawks this offseason is the uh, Jadavion Clowney deal. Uh, where's he going, or is he going back to the Seahawks? Uh, if he leaves. Does this team have enough uh, playmakers to actually be a contender, uh, Joe? Hold on. You cut out there. What was, what was, what was the question again? Uh, if Clowney leaves, does the Seahawks have enough playmakers to be a contending team? Well, 
I think they do, but like you said uh, earlier, they I'm not sure if they're going for a Super Bowl win or if they're just going to try and be, you know, above average middle of the pack. Um, you know, with Clowney, they're still they're a solid team. Without Clowney, I think they're still going to be a pretty darn good team. But they're not going to have that kind of, I don't know, that, that extra factor there with that Clowney sometimes provides. Okay, and and uh, Everson Griffin said if Clowney doesn't come back, he's he wants to sign with the Seattle Seahawks. So I mean, they have a backup plan if the deal doesn't go. Yeah. That way. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not exactly. I'm not a big uh, Clowney guy. I don't know. I've never. I, I never really got the hype. Like he had. I, to me, it feels like that one big hit he had in college against Michigan. I think when he just absolutely destroyed that running back. And then got up, picked the ball up with one hand. About that. I, don't, I don't see him as the kind of NFL playmaker that people think he is. Yeah, from what I've heard, people said if Clowney wanted to, he could get a sack every play. But you see, yeah, but it's just the mindset, you know. And if those are those the guys field. in the NFL. Yeah. Like he's no, you know, JJ Watts going 100% whenever he's healthy. But he's going, you know, he's going hard. He's trying to get the quarterback every time. Clowney, you know, if, if he sees that he's not quite, if he's not going to get, if he's going to get beat a little bit, he's not going to make any more effort on the play, I don't think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's something we could probably agree on. Yeah. Um, let's go to the offseason for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, losses, uh, they lose Marshawn Lynch. Um could be an addition if Chris Carson isn't uh, fully healthy by the start of the season because he got hurt end of the season. Really liked him. Yeah, Chris Carson's very good. Uh, they lose Josh Gordon, uh, George Fant, their offensive tackle, D- DJ Fluker, their guard, um, Clowney possibly, Aziki Ansa, Al Woods, their D-tackle, and then uh, Michael Kendricks, their uh, linebacker. It's uh, a lot of losses. Yeah, Rio, what do you think about those losses? I mean, that's a lot. It's going to be tough to replace all those guys. And if Clowney leaves, it'll be even tougher. Yeah. They still have, defensive-wise, they still have Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. Who's probably now the top, undisputed top middle linebacker in the NFL. Oh, for sure. With uh, Luke Keekley retiring. Yeah. Defense, I think that's going to hurt losing all those guys. Offense, the line, that I don't know what they did to replace them. I'm sure you'll get into it. Yep. But those are some losses, too, in the offensive line. But I don't think it's going to hurt them too bad because they got playmakers still. Yeah. Uh, their additions are uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, Philip Dorsett, Greg Olson, uh, Brandon Shell, an offensive tackle to replace Fan, uh, or outside linebacker Bruce Irvin come back. And cornerback uh, Quentin Dunbar. And then they drafted uh, linebacker Jordan Brooks in the first round. Oh, from Texas Tech. Yeah. Joe, what do you think about those additions to the Seattle team? Any uh, ones that stand out to you? Uh, you know, nothing that really stands out. I think I think the losses is more of the big story here on the, their offseason. And uh, see how they're going to play. Like they, like they, I mean, they they have replacements and all that, but like seeing how those replacements fit in after all those losses, I think that's going to be the story for the Seahawks this season. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what their cap situation is, but Seahawks never seem like a team that actually splurges on free agency. Like, no, no, they kind of build really within don't. the organization, draft and 
Yeah. Developing players. Because, I mean, they got Clowney with a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the last person that they got big for free agency. Uh, oh, shoot. Who was that uh, The tight end for the Saints a while back? Oh, Jimmy oh, Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I, I remember when they signed him, I thought, oh, wow, that'll be a, you know, a big deal, giving him, giving Russ a strong, a great tight end at the time to work with. But he really didn't, you know, he didn't produce a whole awful lot there with the Seahawks. Yeah, Jimmy no. Graham's prime was with the Saints. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, well, the, then league, it, the league figured him out, I think. Yeah, then you saw, saw signs with the Seahawks, and then Packers, he was absolute garbage. Now with the Bears, stop, still probably garbage. Yeah. And there are ten, well, they have like ten tight ends so Who knows? All right, so uh, team needs. I got uh, offensive line stability. Um, for a while now, Seattle struggled to produce a top line, and it seems like every other year they're kind of switching out guys. Uh, George Fant was probably there the longest, uh, if I'm recalling. Um, but yeah, it always DJ Fluker came in there for a couple of years. So I think the offensive line just getting it, and maybe they need to just put some draft capital in that offensive line, start prioritizing. Oh, prioritizing. Sorry. Prioritizing. <laughs> Jeez, I cannot say that word. Wait, words are hard, man. And then the second team need I have is a uh, high-paced offense. I want to see uh, Russell use his weapons uh, in a throw-first offense. With Tyler Lockett's a utility player. Um, he can be a deep threat um, screen guy. I want to see that. Metcalf's a big body. Uh, now with Greg, Wils- Greg Olson and uh, uh, Will Disley, uh, Jacob Holster. I think that... Offense is really good to uh, produce something like that. Built or set now. Um, you guys have anything to add to the Seahawks? Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, like you were saying there, uh, the offensive line is a big is a big issue there. They've never really had that consistent starting five, you know, year to year to year. They've all, I mean, they've got solid players for, uh, you know, their. Uh, wide receivers, quarterback, running back, you know, here and there. But I think they really need to work more on uh, just the nitty-gritty, the offensive line, defense a little bit in certain places. Obviously, the defense has been good overall for the past however many years. But I think they need to get a little bit better on those. uh, The players you don't hear about very often to kind of support the uh, playmakers. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, so 12-4 last year. Uh, Rehal, what do you think their record is for next season? And they're in a tough division, too. Rams, 49ers, Cardinals are up and coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 10-11 wins. 10-11 wins? Yep. All right. Yep. I'm going the exact same 10-11 wins right there. All right, I got 11-5 on my sheet, so we're all in the same ballpark. We're, we're understanding. Yeah. All right, next team up. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, big uh, team from this offseason. Uh, seven and nine last season with uh, Bruce Arians and then their former quarterback Jameis Winston. Hell of a coach. He is a hell of a coach. Uh, we got Cole Reha in the studio with an Indianapolis Colts shirt, so he knows what's up with Arians. Oh yeah. Uh, with the best weapons and offensive-minded coach, are we going to see a historic season from Brady? 
or an average or maybe just a down slide Tom Brady to where age affects him more than actually having good weapons. So I'm going to say an average season, and I think he'll play extremely well. I don't think he's going to put up, like, Mahomes numbers or anything. Yeah. I think he'll be, you know, just a steady quarterback. He'll make plays. He'll let his receivers make plays. It's a good offense. It's an upcoming defense and a great head coach. You know, I see him being a playoff team. It's just Brady's age. I don't know. This makes me wonder. I think they could do well, but I don't see them being like a undefeated powerhouse. Team. Yeah. Well, I think they'll be a playoff team for sure, but yeah. you know, I don't think it's gonna be anything crazy. What people are thinking, maybe. Yeah, uh, Joe, what do you think? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> are you still thinking about it? Hold on. Should I move? Are you breaking up, up or can you not talk? Uh, technical difficulties here. Okay, hold on. Is this better? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, I don't think Brady's going to – he's definitely not going to have a historic season. There's – just throw that out the window. That's oh, what about gonna... a historic season for a 43-year-old? For a 43-year-old quarterback, what's, what's the other historic season? Matt Hasselbeck? How many other 43-year-old quarterbacks have been around? So, I mean, for, when for did Brett Favre play he'll have, an, he'll have a historic elderly quarterback season, which is just going to be an average quarterback season for the rest of anybody else. Okay, I mean, you Manning set some records with, of 41. What? Nah, go ahead. Well, I mean, if you look at what he did last year at the Patriots, he wasn't setting the world on fire. We can talk, we've talked about, you know, the weapons he had there and how – he may not have used them the right way, or they might not have been a great fit there. But I, you know, he's coming in. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire. He's going to have an average quarterback season, and I don't think that the uh, Buccaneers are going to, you know, Tom Brady is not going to be their live and die by kind of guy. I think it's going to be a team effort if they're going to want to pull anything off here. And he, uh, he's not the kind of quarterback where he's going to put up crazy numbers anyways. So especially in his old age, he's not going to be doing anything insane. Like, you know, he's going to have an average season and they're going to do, they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. But he's not going to be crazy. Okay. Um, let's get to the opposite side of the ball defense. Uh, they have some good players with uh, Shaq Barrett, who uh, led the league in sacks, uh, Jason Pierre, Paul, uh, Sue, There we go. Uh, Devin White and uh, Carlton Davis, cornerback. What's the ceiling and floor for uh, this defense, Rio? They're fairly young defense. Mm -hmm. You got Sue in there, who's a proven veteran. Oh, yeah. I think, well, they've been on the run. And Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, last year they... Weren't a terrible defense. No, they actually they might have been top five in run defense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great defense. I think, you know, with the offense they have, 
and that good of a defense, I think it's the perfect situation for them. Because it's not like everyone's banking on the offense, you know, to win them games. They mm-hmm. still have a solid defense. Yeah. I feel like people forget about that. Same the way with it was with the Patriots. I know, and then the defense is only going to get better, too, with those young players like Devin White, mm-hmm. who could be the next big-time linebacker. I mean, yeah. He was drafted very high. He has a lot of potential. Played well last year. And then franchise-tagging Shaq Barrett. That's Good his move. name, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he... I think he played for another team before the Buccaneers. Uh, Broncos. Yeah, and he came to the Buccaneers and really broke out last year. You know, I think he'll continue that success. Get a big payday next year. Yeah, he looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go to uh, off-season moves so that we can fully well, grade this team. Real quick, I just want to say uh, this uh, this Buccaneers season it reminds me of that uh, the Rams season a few years years ago when they made the play or when they made the Super Bowl. They had a very strong, uh, tough, you know, big name, strong defense, and just a, they had a solid, a decent offense. They weren't crazy. They weren't, you know, lighting the world on fire with their offense, but they had a very strong defense and a good enough offense to take them pretty far. And I think that's the kind of model that they're going for this year. What Where, team are you talking about? The Rams from a few years ago. Oh, I thought their offense was really good. Their offense, it was all right. I mean, Todd Gurley was at his best, but Jared Goff wasn't anything special really yeah looking back at it well yeah that's what we're doing now i mean yeah see hindsight's 2020 man that's true yeah uh to grade this team fully let's go to the off season uh they lose uh james winston um their former number one pick uh, Brashad Perriman, uh, off at the tackle, Demar Dotson, and DN Carl Nassib. Not bad losses. No. Uh, they had obviously no. Tom, Tom Brady and uh, trade for Gronk, and then they drafted uh, Tristan Wirfs, who pretty good deal on that. Yeah, they lucked well, out on back there. Uh, and an offensive tackle that was or group that was pretty thick. I mean, he could have been the number one taken off. And then uh, safety Antone Winfield from Minnesota. Mm. His dad played for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, he was a stud. Mm-hmm. And safety is probably one of their big needs on defense. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Joe, how would you grade this offseason for them? Uh, well, you got to give them probably at least an A-, minus, if not an A. You know, bringing in Tom and Gronk, who knows, I mean, I know I just said about how Tom's not going to light the world on fire, but moving on from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady is a complete 180. Yeah. And then you throw in Gronk on top of that. That's just insane right there. And then, and then Sue on the defense is always uh, – he, he always eats up the blocks. He might not be your uh, guy that's getting you know, 10 or 12, 13 sacks a year or whatever, but he's going to help out the rest of his defense because he's going to take – you know. One maybe every now and then they're gonna have to double team him. You know it's gonna open up other guys. Yeah, so I, I give him a pretty 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 high grade there. Yeah, I I put an A on my sheet. Um, let let's talk about the Gronk thing and basically uh, their weapons. Uh, Riha, they have Mike Evans, who I think is severely underrated still. Mm-hmm. The way he's produced in this league for so long with Jameis. Yeah, sub. 
subpar quarterback play. They got a rising star with Chris Godwin. Uh, they got Scotty Miller, who showed signs last year. O.J. Howard, who I don't know whether it was Bruce Arians not using the tight end, whether it was him slacking, I don't know. I still think he's a very talented player. And then Gronk, who Brady has history with. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this one of the best best uh, receiving core, best weapons that he's had in his career? So... Brady's coming in there with two Pro Bowl receivers. Yep. And three starting tight ends. Gronk, yep. Cameron Brayton, and Howard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's put in the best situation possible. I mean, their offensive line's going to have to play well. I don't know how good they were last year. Probably average. Yeah, but bringing in Wirfs surely helps. I don't like the running back situation. I don't know if they'll address that. Bringing in someone like maybe Devontae Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. Or they'll trade for somebody. I mean, Leonard it's hard to I mean, Ronald Jones was picked very high. He's a second-round pick, but... I don't think he's a bad player either. Yeah, he showed signs. I mean, I think with Brady coming in and pressure being off him, like, pressure wasn't on him ever, but... Because they he, threw the ball a lot. Yeah, he was still drafted high. He still had a lot of pressure coming as a rookie. Mm-hmm. I think that'll take some pressure off. Maybe he'll develop and be a good player. But I do think they need to address the running back situation or at least have someone surprise people and stand out. Okay. But, yeah, Brady's thrown into a great situation. It's just see how he plays with his age. All right. Uh, Joe, if you had to pick a need for the, this team, what would it be? I, you know, I'd say running back. Their defense is pretty stout. Uh, we just talked You just talked about the receiving court, quarterback. They're pretty well set. Tight end, they're pretty well set. Uh, running back, I think, is going to be the, the big thing. If you, I mean, are they going to do running back by committee, you think? Um, or are they just going to have whoever, what's his name? Well, I, carry the load? I think they have Ronald Jones. They picked a rookie, uh, something Bond. And then they got, uh, he's either a running back or a fullback, uh, Larry Goombawabe. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dar- the- Dar- Dar- Darway. Darkay or something. Darkay Gumawale. Uh, yeah, he's a good receiving guy. So I, I, I'm okay, guessing he'll so probably be by committee. For, okay, that'll, that might be all right. If, they, if, the running back, well, if the running back committee can do all right, then I think that will be okay. Because with Tom, you know, over the course of the years, He's always had – it's been a running back by committee situation, but it's always been a – they've had a solid running game. Not great because, you know, they're obviously switching in guys here and there. But they have had a solid running game where they, you know, open up the play-action pass and, you know, kind of play that way. And if they want Tom to succeed, I think – and I think that the team success – well, success in their eyes. I think the success in their eyes will hinge on Tom. And Tom – Kind of help. It, you got to have a solid running attack. I'm not gonna say a solid running back, a solid running attack. All right, yeah. So, Brady's always had a great receiving running back. Oh yeah. Every year he's played. Yep. James White, as of recently, mm-hmm. you don't know him. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> gonna have to. Yeah. Yeah, him too. Really. Yeah. Someone's gonna have to take that role. Yep. Because I don't see Brady playing enough out of. 
Well, I mean, like you could have Gronk going, or Gronk or OJ have uh, having that deep, like regular tight end route, and then the other tight end could be that underneath route. That yeah. I mean, there's kind of there's different the ways to have checkdowns. Tom's always had a great connection with the slot receiver. I'm guessing it's probably going to be Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin? Yeah. Solid. I don't. He's uh, he's no Edelman, I don't think. But uh, you know, they they need. To, I think they need to develop a relationship pretty quick. What I've heard, Tom like, be okay this year. So obviously, Godwin and Evans are solidified in the lineup. But I think Arians did an interview and basically said, whoever's in training camp and who Tom likes. We'll probably make the cut. Yeah, yeah he, he, he gets he gets a like decision between like the number three, number four, number five. Yeah. Who's he's playing with? Yeah, who he feels comfortable a, playing with? I got a question for you. When was the last time Tom did well? Or Tom had a big, you know, a big time deep threat receiver, you know, wide receiver one that actually lit up the stat sheets. You know, did crazy things, did really well. Randy Moss. Exactly. Two thousand eight. That's been twelve years. Uh, Dion well, Branch know. did well. You know, that Mike Moss was after it. Branch. What's that? I thought Dion Branch. He was. They might have been there together. They or were there Dion together, and then Dion Branch was but like still a, there afterwards. Yeah. But like a legit historic. Yeah. Yeah. A legit big time, like a, a you know wide receiver one, like Mike Evans is. You know he's got to learn to use him like he did Randy Moss that year because since then he really hasn't used. His big deep threats, really. He's been a slot guy. He yeah, Edelman, Amendola. He's been very slotty. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. you can make a list. All-time slot receivers, it's just the Patriots' last <laughs> probably three receivers. Edelman, Welker. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amendola. Amendola. Something I wanted to bring up was uh, Bruce Arians' system and how Tom Brady fits in that. So Bruce Arians, his system's more of deep ball, deep throw. Look at Janus last year, throwing yeah. a lot of fucking passes. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Yeah. Yep. How do you think they correlate together? Do you think Arians will let Brady kind of play his game and he'll like tailor his system towards Brady? Or do you think Arians will force Brady to play his system? Do you or? mind if I take this one first, Joe? All right, so I think that the uh, perceived perception is that Brady can't throw it deep. Mm-hmm. He can. He just, I mean, his top receivers have been slot guys. Yeah. Uh, James White being the check down, uh, Gronk being a mid-throw stuff. He's never had, like, like uh, Joe said, he hasn't had that big-time deep threat. Well, I didn't uh, say he never had one. Just keep no, going. Just no, I mean, like, going. recently. Uh with the age, I still think he can throw an accurate ball downfield. Um, and I think he's going to be just fine uh, throwing to Evans and Chris Godwin downfield 20-plus yards. Uh, so I don't think – I mean, there's definitely going to be adjustments. Uh, hot routes will be different, audible, stuff like that. But uh, overall, like what Bruce Arians is known for, I don't think Tom Brady's – incapable of yeah well i think bruce arians is a smart enough coach to know yeah let tom have some say in what we're going to do because tom's tom's basically a head coach in player form mm-hmm. as much success yeah. as he's had and 
as many years as he's played. It's like LeBron James now, with how much success he's had. Yeah. He kind of knows what to do, and the coach is like, well, if you think that's right. I think Arians knows that, too. Like, he wouldn't have brought him in if yeah. he didn't expect something like that to happen. Yep. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Joe. I, I, I think it's going to be different. I think Arians is going to have to tailor his offense for Tom. Not because he can't throw the deep ball, just because he really doesn't. I mean, he had uh, Brandon Cooks a few years ago. was supposed to be the next you know, big-time wide receiver one that Tom Brady was going to have. And he really didn't use him all that much or all that well. I don't think he I'm, – I'm sure he can throw accurately downfield he has i'm sure he has a good enough arm for it and all that but i think his game at this stage in his career right now is more of those you know five to 15 yard passes to the tight ends the flats the slots uh you know i i don't i don't see and they're gonna Aaron's probably gonna adjust to tom because that's bringing tom in is the biggest free agent signing in probably the last decade at least, and definitely I mean, in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. Where, you know, he's been with the he's been with the Patriots for what almost twenty years now, and he goes and he goes to Tampa Bay after so much success with the Patriots. It's just I I can't see them turning their back on what he is good at or what he has proven to be good at and trying something new, not necessarily new, but like something that he isn't necessarily been doing the last few years. I don't see them, I don't see Arians changing his offense, or I don't see Tom changing his play style for Arians. I see Arian changing his play, or his play calling for Tom. Yeah, but the whole reason he left is to change, and like maybe Bruce Arians' offense is what got him. He's like, I want to throw the ball okay, downfield well, more. I, you know, I don't think uh, uh, changing a system for a 42-year-old player or 43 or whatever is necessarily a good thing, you know? Well, it might not be. He might be a fucking disaster this year, but... I don't think it'll be a disaster. I oh, think definitely not. Maybe the first couple of games, Arian says, all right, air it out, Tom. And Tom's like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> he likes, you know, he, you know, you know what he likes. You know the kind of passes he likes and the kind of plays he likes. He likes to have an open receipt. Like, their play calling in New England, there was always an open receiver because of the way that Belichick had his scheme set up and the way they played their game. And he took advantage of that. He knew exactly he was going to be open and win every play. But, you know, it's a new court. It's a new coach. It's a new system. All that. I don't think that change right now is the best thing for a 43 year old quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. the first couple of games they're going to try it, but at some point they're going to go back to his play style where he's, Dipping and dunking, you know, five fifteen yards at a time, and he'll make a solid drive out of it. I'm not saying he's not going to do well. If, if they do go back to that, it could style. open up. What's Mike, that? if they do go back to that style of play, it could open up like Mike Evans for an occasional deep ball, yeah, it's a like wide go, open deep ball. Just, it's like going to Travis Kelsey down the middle every time. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's no, open you know, one play. That, an occasional deep ball is definitely an option, and it, it was in New England too. Mm-hmm. But it is not what you know their baseline is that's not what they're uh they're about but yeah. it opens it up every, you know it'll open it up every time you, you you pound the rock and you dump it outside you take short passes every now and then you're gonna get that deep ball yeah and Tom, he's a smart guy he's gonna get those i'm not saying you won't but i'm not saying i'm 
just saying that that's not going to be their main plan of attack. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, all right, so we'll take a quick break here, uh, get the guys uh, to uh, compile Although their Although we want to give our predictions for their record. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, what do you front them, right? What do you think the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to to uh, get this year? They were seven and nine last year. Uh, Joe, let's go with you. You were ready for it. I was not ready for it. I just called you out on it. Uh, let's give them a. I'm going to give them a solid uh, eleven wins, maybe a twelve. Ooh, okay. Brian, I was going the same way. Eleven, uh, twelve. I'm going to do a ten and six. Uh, All right, well, the Tom Brady homer is uh, low lower than we are. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break, get the guys to uh, get their bold predictions and safe bets, and uh, we'll get right okay. back to you. All right, we are back, and surprise, all you listeners, we are doing an additional team. Yes, five is the max, and uh, next episode will be five teams. So, uh we got this episode for team previews. Next episode, we will be finishing the team previews and uh, getting on to uh, some more content that you guys might enjoy. Um, so, Tennessee Titans, 9-7 and seven last year. Kind of a Cinderella team with uh, Coach Mike Rabel and uh, Tannehill and Henry kind of leading the charge there. Uh, with the Was the last season like a kind of a fluke? Uh, they got hot at the right time. Or is it something that uh, Vrabel can uh, build on, Reha? All the above, maybe. Vrabel can definitely build on it. I think the biggest story about that team is Ryan Tannehill's production. Mm -hmm. What the hell? Yeah, he was the most efficient passer. Like, that came out of nowhere. Who would have expected that? Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry being such an animal helps. But, I mean, like, their weapons aren't that great. Uh, well, the emergence of A.J. Brown, I think he solidified himself last year as an upcoming star receiver in this league. What would you compare him to? Comparisons, I don't know for sure. He's mm-hmm. kind of – he's taller, he's fast. And he can break tackles. Like he a, can. Yeah. And he's a just all-around great receiver. I think that was a steal for them in the second round. But I like what they did last year. I don't – you could call him a Cinderella team. You call it a fluke. It could be, but I don't know. If the way Tannehill looked, I think he'll continue that success next year. And obviously the Titans believe that too because they paid him big money. for. Yeah, going off that, uh, Tannehill gets $29.5 uh, million a year for four years. Henry uh, just got his deal uh, before the franchise tag gets uh, done. Um, and I'm not sure how much he's making, um, $14 million a year, something, $13, something like that. Um. Uh, is the pressure now on? Because I mean, Tannehill had a lot of pressure, and Henry had pressure too from being a high uh, drafted running back. Kind of pressure went off when he didn't produce. I mean, I wrote him off. Yeah. Before uh, his late surge, uh, not this past season, but the year before. Yeah. Uh, and Tannehill didn't produce and. Miami at all. No. Which so, I think that's coaching situation there. Do you, do you think their big deals actually, like, put that pressure back on? So, I'll go back to Tannehill. So, for Tannehill, $29 million a year. For a star quarterback, that's very, very team-friendly. Yeah. But, especially with the market going up. Yeah. 
But you also have to look at his past production with Miami. I mean, he had one good year at Tennessee. It's kind of a risk for the Titans, too, to pay him. And it wasn't very, like, pass-oriented. I mean, yeah. it was kind of a play-action. Um, Obviously, it, teams are focused on Derrick Henry. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's kind of a high-risk, high-reward for the Titans there. Yeah. I mean, if it pans out for him, that's a great signing. $29 million a year where... I don't know. He could be. I mean, if he continues that success, he probably could be making mid thirties. Yeah. But if he turns out like he was at Miami, then that's a pretty shitty look for the Titans, I think. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money, and they they open up a lot of money uh, going up to these uh, off season moves. Uh, they they let uh, Marcus Mariota go. They. Uh, Delaney Walker. I'm not sure if he retired or not. Um, Jack Conklin leaves. Jarrell Casey gets traded. Cameron Wake leaves. Logan Ryan doesn't get re-signed. I mean, a lot of those guys, big pieces in Titans stuff. Uh, they do add Jonathan Joseph, a veteran cornerback, to kind of replace Logan Ryan. Uh, DN Vic Beasley. Uh, DN Jack Crawford, and then they draft uh, Isaiah Wilson at a offensive tackle to uh, replace Jack Conklin and quarterback Christian Fulton, mm-hmm. who pretty good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, what would you grade this offseason? I would give it a B. B? Just they freed up some money, you know. Yeah. Then they added some veteran pieces. But, yeah, I think uh, they freed up the money, you know, and then brought in some veterans. I think mm-hmm. it's probably the best situation they could put themselves in. I mean, they're a good team. They have some cap room. To, they weren't really in the running for any big free agents or no. anything like that. I mean, they re-signed Tannehill, re-signed Henry, freed up some cap. I mean, they could re-sign some players, maybe sign some future players. Yeah, I mean, they have some really athletic linebackers right now, too. Yeah, um, and we shout out to Taylor Wan. He's probably the best left tackle in the game right now. Ooh, best? One of them. I wanted to get, disagree with you on that one. I mean, I don't know. I think he's great. Yeah, you should listen to Bustin' with the Boys, another podcast. Uh, Tyron Wands. Smith, Trent Williams, all those guys. That's hard. That's rough. But yeah, I mean. They did do the best that they could, uh, and I think one of the things that uh, their needs, and Joe, I'll go to you with this, uh, one is stay healthy, because without Ryan Tannehill or without Derrick Henry, I think defenses will be able to focus on. In Like, Tannehill gets hurt, Henry's the focus. Henry gets hurt, Tannehill won't have a single passing lane, because there won't be a threat out of the backfield. So, I mean... Both those guys staying healthy is probably the top need. And that's probably with uh, just taking a little bit of load off of Derrick Henry, not running him 30 times a game, 35. Uh, Also, the other one is for uh, the young uh, wide receivers to grow, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Um, In order for Henry's deal to be a good deal, to be a uh, long deal, not like the Todd Gurley one, I think they're – like I said, there needs to be pressure off of him. 
and for him to be able to like get into a groove but not have to, the offense like way on his shoulders. Uh, so those young uh, wide receivers to grow and take pressure off would be definitely one of the team needs. I think I think their defense is fine. Yeah, it's an athletic defense. Uh, they have enough playmakers. Um, Head coach is a defensive mind. And yeah, Bull. yeah, Brable's really good. So uh, Joe, what do you think about those team needs? Well, I I think you're pretty right on there. I think uh, they just need to have a, a balanced offensive attack and stay healthy. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can lean on, like you said, if one gets hurt, the other one's going to be the focus. It's the same way if you lean too hard on one of the others. Like if you lean too hard on Henry, they're going to focus on Henry, and then I don't know. Right? I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to surprise anybody. But you know, they need to have a balanced offensive attack with both run and pass. Because Derrick Henry, he can carry the load, but he's going to be his best. Like you said, when he's in a groove, he's not being the entire offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree on that, Joe. Um. You yeah. think? Um. You guys think AJ Brown breaks out even more this year? I'm not sure he breaks out anymore. He's still a thousand yard receiver, and that was late in the season. I think teams are like more aware of him now, and I think he probably still has the second or same like second year. Uh, probably another thousand yards, maybe um, eight touchdowns, something of that nature. Still a good year. So. Still a really good year. I just don't think he breaks into like that top ten wide receiver class. Or riddle me this: How was Ole Miss not that prominent when they had Metcalf and AJ Brown at receiver? Well, didn't they? Who did they, they came they? out in the same class? Well, who was their quarterback? And also, hell, I don't know their quarterback. I know Shea Patterson was there for a while and then transferred to Michigan. Yeah, uh, maybe best cornerbacks that have been. Yeah, I mean they're in the drafted. SEC, so yeah. yeah, SEC. I don't remember. I don't know who their coach was at the time. And really, college is a different game from the NFL too. I don't. I don't. DK Metcalf has proven a lot of things. I think he's going to be pretty darn good. But I remember seeing. Uh, everybody saw that one picture of him where, or the couple pictures of him where he just got built. There's a picture of him and A.J. Brown hulking out. And everybody's like, oh shit, look at this guy. But, you know, in college he really didn't do a whole awful lot. Yeah, uh, Hard Knocks uh, for the Raiders, they had a picture of D.K. Metcalf. Like, this is what usually rookies look like, pretty built and stuff like that. And then they put Hunter Renfro on the thing. (laughs) Everyone laughed and stuff. I'm like, oh, that poor guy. <laughs> he used to be, he's looking good, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, he looks like a stud. Uh, we're going to get into that next episode uh, about the Raiders. We're going off a little bit alphabetically, but fuck it. Move forward. Uh, what do you guys think is the record for these uh, Tennessee Titans? They were 9-7 last year, and then they end up making it to the AFC Championship. You uh, do you expect uh, expect uh, confidence boost, maybe more wins, or uh, I'm going to go another nine win season. Nine win season, all right, Joe. Hold on, they were doing that. Hold on. All right, I'll go here real quick. I predict a seven and nine season. Ooh. No, I don't predict them to go to the playoffs. I don't think. So you think wins the division? Colts. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> You love it. Joe, do you got one for the Titans? Uh, I'm 
gonna give him nine wins. Nine wins. All right. You guys have been on track tonight. Yeah. All right, and then we are to uh, the bold prediction and safe bet portion of the podcast. Love ending it on this. A lot of controversy, actually. Uh, all right, so we're back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, bold prediction and safe bet for uh, Reha. Oh, uh, Joe's starting. Remember we talked earlier? Oh, no, Joe actually was I was starting because I have oh. them all written down, yeah. Uh, my bold prediction, Juju leads NFL in receiving yards. Oh, yeah. That is I like it. Big Ben's going to come out with a big arm. Love big it. Big Ben, big dick, big arm. Yeah. Like sling. Using it for wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, safe bet Steelers make the playoffs. Not right. bad? Uh, yeah. All right. We're going with Joe now? Yep, Joe. Let's hear it. Uh, bold predictions. Big Ben gets. Seriously injured. Not Jesus. Like, not like a broken leg, but like he gets hurt to, you know, it could be a strained knee or whatever within the first five games, and he's out for the season, retires at the end of the year. Okay. Safe bet? Safe bet. They get third in their division. Oh, that's safe. All right. Yep. So you're, a bra- you're getting on that Browns wagon? No, I just think – I don't I don't think they're going to get there. All right. Uh, Rio. So, bold – no, I'm going to go safe bet first. That's all right. All right. Safe bet, Juju, top five receiver in yards. All right. I think he's very underrated in the history of the, page, or the Steelers receivers. The number one receiver gets a lot of yards. Look at Antonio Brown mm-hmm. with Big Ben playing. Yeah. Then my bold prediction, Steelers win the division. All right. Really? That yeah. That's bold. Very bold. I Ravens could have a slump. Who knows? Yeah. Depressed being beaten out two years in a row in the first game of the playoffs. I mean, you never know. The Browns could implode like they did last year. I got a good feeling about the Browns. I do, too. I, I want them to win, but... Basing off history. It's not going to happen. I think, yeah. All right. Let's go to the 49ers now. Uh, my bold prediction, George Kittle breaks own record for tight end receiving yards in a year. Debo Samuel's hurt, uh, which makes their number one wide receiver a rookie, unless Travis Benjamin takes it. So I think a lot of targets are going to George Kittle this year. Bear? Yeah. I see it. Sure. I don't know. Uh, my safe bet. 49ers secure a top two seed in the NFC. Yeah. All right, Reha, we'll start with you on this one. Bold prediction, I'm going to go with Jimmy G finishing top five in the MVP race. Ooh. Really? All right, I like it. Safe bet, I'm going to have to go with Nick Bosa getting 15 plus sacks. Safe bet. All right. I like that. All right, Joe? Uh, I'm going to go opposite of Cole here. I'm going to say my uh, safe bet, Jimmy G, is under 3,500 yards this season. Ooh. Okay. And then uh, my bold prediction, I think All of them, third, George Kittle. They're in their division there as well. Third. Yep. Spined uh, Rams I mean, and Seahawks. They're going to have some wins. 
but I still think they're gonna. I think they're gonna finish third. Is a bold prediction. Uh, yeah, that is very bold. All right, respect. Twice bold. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the Seahawks now. Uh, my bold prediction: Wilson leads the league in passing yards. I think Pete Carroll uh, uh, accepts Wilson's demands, makes it more pass-oriented, and he leads the league. Most efficient too. Let's go a forty-five and four touchdown interception ratio too. Mm-hmm. That's bold. Safe bet: Metcalf has the best year of all two thousand nineteen wide receiver class. Ooh. Kind of like go. That. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. All right, uh, Joe, you want to put in yours? For the Seahawks. My safe bet is they win their division. Okay. My bold prediction, Marshawn Lynch comes back and lights the world on fire. 20 touchdowns all over in the red zone within five yards. He physically assaults Pete Carroll if he ever decides to throw within five yards of the end. (laughs) That should have just been your bold prediction. Marshawn Lynch comes back and physically assaults 73-year-old Pete Carroll if he throws it within five yards. Uh, also, even bolder, he assaults him with packets of Skittles. Oh. Okay. Or he drives a golf cart in, or one of those uh, carts into him. Yeah. Hey, who knows? <laughs> Everyone's seen the video. Yeah. We know what we're talking about. All right, Rhea. So, safe bet. To Damian Clowney signs of the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Bull prediction: Antonio Brown is a Seahawk. Oh yeah, I like that. Hey, didn't we do our Antonio Brown? Yeah, I said Seahawks too. I'm, oh, I'm just piggybacking. Double down. That. Yep. I like it. All right. Now we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, my bold prediction: Bucks produce a top five defense throughout the season. Yeah, that's a, I like that one. Uh, safe, safe bet. Uh, Joe, did you give me, give us the uh, which team did you give a uh, uh, the first preview of the season, like their schedule? Was it the Bucks or what? No, he went through a 49ers schedule. 49ers, okay. So I'm good. Uh, Bucks struggle early season, but make playoffs and make a run. So yeah. they end up with like a one and three record, but still make the playoffs and make a run at it. That's my safe bet. Yeah. All right, Rio. So, safe bet. I'm just have Bucks making the playoffs. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Bold prediction though. Gronk is not the same Gronk. That's bold. Yeah. He's not gonna have a great year at all. O.J. Howard's actually the star. I think people are gonna be too high on Gronk. I don't see him doing what he did with the Patriots. Is there any chance that you draft him in fantasy? No. No. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, honestly, I hope he does well. I just I don't see it, personally. Yeah. I mean, if some guy beats me in uh, the first round of the playoffs with Gronk, I was like, well, yeah, I did pass on him multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what about you? Okay. So, my bold prediction. Uh, Sue, it's 15 sacks this season. Ooh. Wow. I like it. You bet. 
safe bet. Uh, similar to Coles, but a little bit of a twist on it. Gronk does not have a very good year overall, but I will say Gronk will lead the league in red zone touchdowns. Okay. For a tight All end. right. Tight All end right. Red zone touchdowns. Was that your safe Gronk bet? Gronk will lead the league. Yep, that was. Okay. I, I like that one. He's not going to have a ton of yards. He's not going to be, you know, catching a whole bunch of passes. But he's going to be a red zone threat. I like it. But he will be a red zone threat. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, with the Tennessee Titans, uh, my bold prediction is that Jonathan Smith is a top, t- top 10 tight end in production. Uh, with Delaney Walker on. I mean, he produced when Delaney Walker was down with injury and Ryan Tannehill, so I think they have a connection. And he's very athletic. Yeah. They were running, uh, like, um, jet sweeps with him. I mean, so I think that will be a I – mean, it's still pretty bold. But uh, safe bet, Henry breaks down at some point. He gets hurt. Mm. All right. Joe, you want to go here first? Sure. Uh, my safe bet, uh, Henry is top five rushing yards this season. Okay. Uh, my bold prediction is that either A, they move back to Houston, oh. or B, <laughs> they change their name back to the Houston Oilers or the Tennessee Oilers. That's very bold. Damn right it's bold. They should. They can't have two Houston teams. Why not? There's two New York teams. That's because New York's way bigger than Houston. Same with L.A. All right. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Fucking, why not? Uh, I'm going to detach this. If they move back to Houston and change their name back to the Oilers, the Tennessee or the uh, Houston Texans will move to Nashville, say, Kansas City. No, they're not Kansas City. St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay. Called the St. Louis Archers. Archers. St. Louis Archers. There we go. Okay. I got it. That'd be a good team name. Maybe Washington should just move there and take that name. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Hey. Uh, we will be talking about uh, Washington next podcast. Uh, I got to do my Tennessee. Uh... The Washington. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. Go for it. All right, anyway, safe bet, Tennessee, A.J. Brown, over 1,000 yards. Uh, bull prediction, Tannehill goes off, throws for over 4,000 yards. All right. Doable. Continues his success from last year. Who's the second biggest threat on that uh, receiving core? Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, Johnny Smith. Hard telling right now. Uh, Corey Davis had a lot of potential coming out, but as far as I can tell, he's trending towards being a bust. Yeah. Hope that's not the case. I liked him coming out. I think Adam Humphreys is going to have a better year than he did last year, and I agree with you on Johnny Smith being a top 10 tight end. I think he'll have a pretty big year. All right. Uh, do you guys have anything to add? Um, Washington needs to get their shit together and find a better team name. Joe is endorsing Red Wolves. Yeah. Um, uh, Red Tails. Red Tails. Sorry. Is that your new team, Joe? What? Is the Washington football team your new team? 
Not with that fucking name. All right. <laughs> you see, uh, tweet today? What is it that? There was a picture of, like, a huddle, you know, they're breaking it down. And it says, football team on three. <laughs> like, who the fuck says football? It's like, fucking, let's go football team. My, yeah. my first question was, what do they put on their helmet? A football? Numbers. W. numbers, like Alabama does. Or do they... I'm just saying a W, probably. Do you think the Redskins no, things it, are stickers? It is the numbers. What do you mean? Like, are the Redskins, like, our Tiger stuff on uh, our helmets were stickers? Are the Redskins stuff, like, on their helmet? And do, like, they just take it off? So like, they Oh, I'm sure make... they just get all new helmets. Oh, uh, every year? Yeah. Okay. Well, I bet they get new helmets, like, every other game in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Unless you're Antonio Brown and you bring your helmet over from the Steelers and get it painted. Raiders colors. Yeah. He's a weirdo. Yeah. There, there's where you knew Mike Tomlin was containing all that craziness. Props to Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I honestly, I think, I think Mike Tomlin is the most underrated coach in the league. Don't get too into it because one of our segments will be top ten head coaches. Ooh. So. Oh. All right. Maybe we'll start off with that. Just top ten head coaches and quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. I guess you guys will have to see. Yeah. All right. So next episode will be the last episode of uh, team previews. We'll have another five teams. Um, then we will be producing uh, our own list of playoff predictions just to uh, recap the team previews. And then we'll start getting into uh, top 10 productions uh, for next off season. Um, like I said, if you like the episode, share with a friend, share with a fr- family member, uh, Follow us on uh, social media, Twitter, uh, at Scoop Podcast. Uh, Just get us out there. Grow the community. We love to uh, talk football, and we'd love to talk football with you. So um, anything to help share that community would be very helpful. Um, I'm still waiting for people to tell me what team to listen to. Yeah, Yeah, Joni's the team, everyone. Yeah, if you got to... I'm a a free agent right now, unrestricted free agent. He's a free agent. Uh, comment. Uh, He's a born again virgin. Tweet at team. us uh, on the Twitter page. There's an email. You can email us. Just uh, let us know, and Joe will uh, follow. Maybe if we get enough uh, views on this stuff, we'll even buy him his own jersey. Who knows? Cross deck sixty nine. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Rate us five stars. Yeah. Got to get those numbers up. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next episode.